0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. I'm your host, Art, and at the time of this airing, there are only 26 sleeps until Christmas. I've had a pretty intense week last week. Having been a little bit under the weather the week before, I had to rearrange some podcast interviews. I had three episodes come out last week. Our normal Monday episode, a special Thanksgiving Day episode with guest Robert Peter Paul. So please check that out. And then Friday, I released the first part of A Christmas Carol, a story that I'm reading to you this month in December, and I am just enjoying that so much. So this week, uh, part two will be out on Thursday, December 2nd. So keep your ears out for that, and uh, we'll find out what happens next. Uh, in The Journey of Scrooge. I have that and a lot of guests lined up for December as well. And I think we're going to try to fit in a few little surprises along the way. But you can look forward to some interviews from Rhea Stevens and the good folks over at the Birmingham Children's Theater. Uh, They are back this year with Elves 2.0, another online uh, Zoom Play for children, especially about ages three to twelve or so. Grace and I are going to be talking about that play coming up here soon, as well as speaking with the playwright, Cena Skates, and a couple of actors from the show. We had a great fun conversation. I believe that will be coming out next week. Today we're going to talk with Natalie Bickle. Now, you may not know who she is, but I can't wait for you to meet her. She has written a new Christmas story called The Christmas Clue, that's coming out sometime soon. She has done uh, a little bit of everything in her life, but the job I'm most jealous of is that she got to be an elf at Santa's Wonderland at the Bass Pro Shops for a couple of years. And so we talk about that in her book as well. I wanted to speak with her because her book resonated with me with a story of what happened when my kids were younger. But I'll save that for the interview so you can listen there. Well, we have a listener memory I want to share with you today. This is from a listener named Justin. He sent me an email back on November 4th, and I kind of got lost in the shuffle of my email inbox. But Justin, I found it, so thank you for sharing this with me. Uh, Let me go ahead and read this to you. He says, Hello from a fellow Christmas nut. I am so glad I found your podcast. I love listening to podcasts while I am doing chores in the evening. And now that the holiday season is approaching, I really had a hankering for a podcast where people share stories and memories about Christmas time. Yours really hit the spot. So Justin wanted to share with us some cozy Christmas memories. He continues... There is no doubt that my love of Christmas certainly originates from childhood. I remember the excitement when my siblings and I would help mom decorate the tree while listening to cassette tapes of Mannheim Steamroller's Christmas albums. When the neighbors started decorating their houses, my parents used to bundle us up in blankets, put us in the wagon, and pull us around the neighborhood to look at Christmas lights. This is a tradition I still do with my kids every year on Christmas night. I used to get so excited on the years when we would make the drive up to Kansas to see my grandparents. Christmas in that beautiful old house in Kansas was truly magical, no other way to describe it. The smell of apple cider filled the house, and the moonlight would twinkle on the fallen snow outside. We would sit by the fire and watch It's a Wonderful Life and play games way past our bedtimes. I remember being five and having my grandmother read me The Polar Express for the first time which was, and still is, my favorite Christmas book, and one which my kids love as well. I was given a special edition one year that actually came with a little bell just like the one in the story. Despite all these wonderful memories, the best of all was to come much later. I admit, during my college years, I was a little too busy to bother with Christmas parties and didn't have the same excitement about Christmas as I did during childhood. I didn't have any traditions of my own, other than sneaking off to Midnight Christmas Mass, since that was the one where Father Dan threw in extra carols, which I enthusiastically belted out somewhat to the amusement of those around me. But my true passion for Christmas was reignited and amplified in ways I never imagined possible. During December of 2013, the same year I started a new job in Austin, Texas, this was the December that I started dating the woman who had become my wife. The excitement and wonder of falling desperately in love, combined with the festivities of the season, created such a feverish bliss that was almost surreal. On our third date, I re- invited her to help me decorate my apartment for Christmas. I remember getting the tallest artificial tree I could find, just to impress her. I still use this same tree, by the way. We went to many Christmas parties at the homes of friends we met through church, where we would literally sing carols, play games, and drink cider and hot mulled wine. One of our friends was from Germany and introduced this drink to us. It was like something out of a storybook from of old. I remember going ice skating for the first time in my life with her on top of the Whole Foods store in downtown Austin after a whole day of festivities and the next day going to the Trail of lights and spinning with her under the zilker tree. We then shared our first kiss in the light of the tree we had decorated together. It sounds like a cheesy Hallmark movie, but was so, so much better. We were also married very close to Christmas time and relived the same wonderful traditions again that year and every year after. To this day, seven years and three kids later, The memory of that feverish joy and delight come rushing back every time that first cool wind blows in. The Halloween decorations come down and I begin to hear sleigh bells in my heart. Thank you for your wonderful podcast and I hope you have the merriest Christmas in 2021. And that's a listener memory from Justin. And Justin, that was beautifully written. Thank you. You know, my wife and I too started we didn't start dating officially until February of 1999, but we definitely started falling for each other in December uh, around Christmas time. So uh, that too gives me some very special memories. I remember that Christmas of uh, December 98 when we had just started liking each other. We we had been friends, but I definitely had feelings for her. She definitely had feelings for me. I was just too dumb to notice. (laughs) Well, I was 20 years old at the time, so, you know, 20-year-olds are not known for their intellect, but I remember that year I spent Christmas with my dad, which was a very special time uh, with my dad and stepmom, who uh, I've talked about before on the podcast, and uh, that was the first Christmas I got to spend with them together together hadn't been able to spend christmas with my dad for quite a few years before that so that was a special christmas in but i remember on christmas day my wife had said she would she would give me a call to talk to me on christmas we had plans to do that because you know we're just friends right and that's just what friends happen to do so i called her i was in my dad's office i can remember he has a, a locomotive train telephone so i i got to use that and i called Her or she called me, but we talked for, I don't know, about an hour, maybe just about nothing and everything. I remember hanging up the phone thinking, I really like this girl. I missed her terribly. And I think at that point, my dad knew there was a lot there. And I think my dad already had suspicions that things were going to work out for us, for my wife and I. So yeah justin i I love hearing Christmas romance stories. They're just the best kind. Thank you for that, and I guess since Christmas is coming, uh, you and your wife have an anniversary coming up. I hope that you guys uh, are able to celebrate that in in a wonderful and meaningful way this year. and uh, with three kids, I have three kids myself. It sounds like you have a house full, and I hope you have a great Christmas this year. Well, if you want to be awesome, like Justin, send me an email about a Christmas memory, a tradition, something like that. Whatever you feel like you want to share with the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email or you can even send a voice message to podcast at gmail.com and I'll read your memory on an upcoming episode. And I'll be doing this throughout the year. So if it's March and you think, you know what, I need a little Christmas, I'm going to send in your Christmas story, and I'll read it on an upcoming episode. So next up is my interview with Natalie Bickle. Enjoy. Well, welcome to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Natalie Bickle. She's an energetic storyteller and PR creative communication specialist who aims to move people to action with her words. She's just recently published a brand new children's story called The Christmas Clue. And it's a a wonderful uh, children's story that brought up memories of when my kids were young, which I'll have to tell you about here in a minute. But uh, Natalie, welcome to the Cozy Christmas Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Art. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm not into reading children's books anymore. My kids are getting too old. So <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, I love, uh, I always read to my kids, uh, when they were younger. Uh, we had some favorite books that I got to the point where I had them memorized. So <laughs>
1: mm, I love that.
0: Uh, welcome. Why don't you go ahead and, uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us uh, a bit about who you are and and the, the book you just wrote.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Natalie and I'm a writer. I'm an author. I work in PR and the Christmas clue really came from two of my biggest passions, writing and Christmas. And so writing for me really started in college and I took some news writing and journalism classes and really thrived in those. They just totally lit me up, and so from there, I started writing for a few publications, and then I wrote a young adult novel, and then now this is my first children's book, The Christmas Clue, and it really embodies um, a tradition that was started by my dad.
0: Okay, well, tell us a bit about that tradition.
1: So the Christmas clue is all about Santa hiding these clues for two children on Christmas morning to find. And so growing up, my dad actually wrote and hid all these rhyming clues throughout our house. And so on Christmas morning, My brother and I would eat breakfast and open all of our presents. And then there would be an envelope on the tree for each of us. And it would have the first clue inside. And so we'd read that and then race to the location that that clue alluded to. And then we'd do this several times probably about 10 different clues until it led to the last present and so i really wanted this book to just honor my dad's tradition and to foster christmas magic and other children maybe who haven't had the chance to experience it before
0: so i have to tell the story because I, I i read uh the preview of a review of your story or, or you sent me the story and uh uh-huh. like i said it brought up uh memories of when my kids were young and I don't remember how it got started but uh, I might have been just bored one day and we did a scavenger hunt kind of thing with clues (laughs) it was kind of fun but then my my especially my oldest really liked it because he's got that analytical Mm -hmm. mind you know and so he kept wanting that to happen and (laughs) there's a limit to my creativity (laughs) (laughs) and uh and then we started doing it with presents sometimes and Mm-hmm. And then he started writing them for us, you know, for you know, me, me, me and 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 his mom, and uh especially for Christmas presents, but uh he didn't always get the uh what, what a good clue would be, you know. It'd be I don't know, <laughs> it was something like your next clue is found somewhere that's was invented by somebody who is really smart or something, you know, and then I'm like, okay, yes.
1: What? <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness! There were so many Christmas mornings where my dad would have these clues, and they would be too confusing for me. And I was so young; I'd get frustrated really easily, and just be like, "I'm giving up." And then my brother would always help me because I had no idea. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and so that one in particular was was like, like uh, my my son's name is Ryan, I, which is the same character hmm. as, as your character is. So that's that was fun. Yes. And I said, Ryan, I I can't do this. This is too vague. And he's, he's like. <laughs> dad it's obviously thomas edison who invented the light bulb and the next clue is upstairs in my bedroom by the light switch <laughs>
1: like, oh, oh my gosh of
0: course why did i think of that <laughs> so, that's hilarious yeah we, we kind of had to stop after a while it was getting a little frustrating <laughs> for mm-hmm. but, oh yeah i'm sure no it, it's uh, but yeah that that was a neat tradition and, and i i was really excited uh when i read that, that that's what your story was about i thought Uh, you know, I have this personal connection with that story. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what really makes a a great, uh, a great story to read is, you know, I've experienced this. This is great.
1: Yes. And I love that your son's name is Ryan. That is so funny. Yeah.
0: That's, that was great. (laughs) I thought, okay, this is, I got to have you on now. It's it's just too good. (laughs) Yes. When is your book being published? I, I don't think it's out yet. You had said.
1: It's not out yet. I don't have an exact release date, but it's supposed to be out before Christmas. So fingers crossed Uh, it comes out in the next couple of weeks.
0: Right. And uh, it's going to have illustrations.
1: Yes. So I passed on that project to a professional publishing team. Um, When I gave the book to my dad as a surprise, I had to let him know before um, because I wanted him to know before everyone else. So I made up a mock cover and illustrated that, but um, I don't think I could have illustrated the whole book. I feel like it would have taken me way too long and I probably still would not have been happy with it. Um, But the illustrator's name is Abira Doss and she is an excellent illustrator. She has brought My writing to life in ways so much better than I could have imagined. So I cannot wait to see the final product.
0: Sounds like you've been able to see some uh, previews of it, and that's got to be exciting.
1: Yes. Yeah. I just saw some uh, more previews this past week, actually, and it's getting close to being finalized. And so yeah, it's just, it's amazing how an illustrator can take words and literally bring them to life with little to no direction other than the story.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to be similar to, you know, a, a writer seeing their book turn into a movie or something, just, mm. you know, your words have come to life and yes, it's inspired um, creativity. That's, that's got to be mm-hmm. uh, very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned in your email that uh, not only do you do all these things, you're now a writer, you're a storyteller. What ways were you a, are you a storyteller? Do you uh, read to children or uh, how, how does that play into who you are?
1: Yeah. So storytelling for me is kind of a need more than a want. Um, for me, writing is the way that I process the world around me. And so when I write, I try, I try to use metaphors and take the readers on a journey with me. Um, For example, I've written for a publication called Darling Magazine, and they're all about the art of being a woman and really showcasing different perspectives and different lived experiences. And so I actually dreamt about an article that I wrote for them before I actually wrote it, um, and I could see it and feel it and pretty much like breathe it before it was on the page, but what it was, was I was walking into a forest of all these evergreen trees and they looked really soft, but they were actually pretty sharp and they weren't snuggly. And I related that to um, the racial climate of our society at the time and just how no one's going to coddle me or comfort me. Like I need to do my part and educate myself and be responsible for the part that I play in our world. And so that's kind of how I tell stories is I use like these big themes and concepts and maybe scary things that are in the world and turn them into a relatable journey that we can all walk through together.
0: One of the things I like to do on my podcast is to tell stories, uh, not just fiction stories, Mm. but sharing my listeners' stories. And I don't know about you. I I just find that such a powerful way to um, keep memories alive, to keep hope hope Mm -hmm. alive at times, to make us cry, make us laugh. I don't know. It's all (laughs)
1: it can yeah there, there's something about yeah. yes there's something about the truth within a story that is so beautiful even if it's written in a very flowery way it just it really draws you in and that truth is what brings the emotion and the connection
0: yeah along with all of this stuff you've had a job that i may be a little envious of i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but you've also worked at uh, santa's wonderland at the bass pro shops what was that like
1: Oh my goodness. I loved working there. So how I got that job. It's really funny. I was not a Bass Pro regular shopper. Um, I was dating my now husband at the time and him and his brother wanted to go to Bass Pro shops. His family is big into hunting and camping. And so I tagged along and it was around probably November, early December. And, um, I saw Santa's Wonderland for the first time ever. And my jaw just hit the floor. There was, um, a snowball fight area, talking reindeer, obviously like the North pole set up with Santa and elves and, my little kid heart just like swelled. And I was like, I have to go wave at Santa. Like that's the real Santa.
0: And
1: I walked up next to the line of kids and just like waved and Santa waved back. And I'm surprised my husband married me. (laughs) Um
0: (laughs) That's awesome, yeah.
1: But then I was like, okay, I have to work here. Like, this is amazing. So the next year I worked there and I was an elf for about, I think, three to four years. And my job was to take pictures of the kids. So some elves would help get kids on Santa's lap. Some would be, you know, designated to the snowball fight area. Everyone had a job Mm -hmm. um, like the North Pole. Mm -hmm. And so my job was to take pictures and I would jingle these jingle bells and get kids attention so that they'd look at my camera. Um, But I got to witness some really beautiful moments. So Santa was so great at like taking time with special needs kids. Or I know there were a couple teenagers who came in one time and I feel like they had just like lost hope and they were just there. Like we need something mm-hmm. to bring happiness back to our lives. And Santa just sat there and like prayed with them And there were just so many countless experiences like that, where it was like, okay, we're not even taking pictures in this moment. We're just witnessing like true Christmas magic. Wow.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think about all the fun side, but uh, yeah, like you're saying that you get to see all sides of it from the sounds of it. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, And uh, my favorite is always the ones to see when you have a a pet in the picture and they get to meet
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, there were a couple of times that dogs peed on Santa, oh, no. <laughs> dogs kicked Santa.
0: <laughs> Poor Santa, he, he, he.
1: I know. He does
0: a lot for us. <laughs> <laughs> I we had a, a family picture taken with Santa a couple of years ago. Uh, I think maybe about two years ago, it was. And this Santa was such a trooper because he, he was sitting on a couch, and my kids by this time had you know they're gangly teenagers and junior higher and all that, so. <laughs> they filled up a couch and there was no room for me. Uh, which, you know, oh, no. obviously was a problem because I'm the biggest Christmas fan. So we had this idea where I would just lay across all of them <laughs> on this picture <laughs> and we got the picture, but poor Santa, he's looking a little like, like I was maybe a little too heavy for him. <laughs> he looked a little uncomfortable.
1: Oh, I love that. Please tell me you framed that and it's in your house. <laughs> oh,
0: we've got it somewhere. Yeah. I might have to, <laughs> I have to dig through my, uh, uh, facebook pictures it's in there somewhere i'm sure
1: yes that is so good oh i love that yeah
0: i i'm probably the biggest christmas nut in our family well i am for sure <laughs> but that's
1: a that's a proud I, honor i think absolutely claim. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and my my daughter is quickly catching the 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 spirit uh and good. Both my most my sons are are pretty into it too but um, I won't say my wife is the Grinch of the family, but <laughs> she might be listening. I don't know. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, she's she's the normal person. She she's like she mm. said, if it wasn't for me, you know, I, I'm here to keep you from decorating year round, and you know to, to, oh, try, yeah. to try to tape, yep. taper that a little bit. So uh, that's <laughs> that's good. But but no, she she's a she she's into Christmas big time too. When, once it gets closer to Christmas, you know, but it's good. Yes. We, we balance each other out. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's similar to me and my husband. Yep. He kind of is like along for the ride with all my Christmas craziness, mm-hmm. but he knows how much it means to me. So whenever we got married and his vows, he said he would go to see me in Santa every year and we have, right. so
0: <laughs> that's he's
1: adapted. That
0: is awesome. I, I should have put those in mine. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. Oh, well, <laughs> My wife asked me the other day. She's she said, "I don't remember you being this crazy about Christmas when we first got married. Is this always been who you were? Or has this mm-hmm. like has this been released <laughs> in recent years? <laughs> yeah. Or what? And uh, and I think it actually has grown more, especially starting a podcast. Uh, you know, because now I, if I want to talk about Christmas, you know, in April, I have a community. I can just keyboard away. I can just talk about it, and that kind of Feeds the <laughs> the love for it. That
1: is so true. Yeah. I'm sure having kids also made your love oh, for it grow oh, yeah. too, because yeah, yeah, getting to see them witness all the magic and excitement. Yeah.
0: When they were, uh, I, I don't know if you have any kids or not, or at all, or not or yet. yet. You know, when they were first, like my oldest son, he was born on December 12th. So he's a December baby. And, uh, you know, his first Christmas, you know, he was like two weeks old and Didn't get much out of it, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, after about two or three, you know, he was kind of getting into it. He'd unwrap a present, play with it for a while and just, you know, it took forever to open presents, but it was so much fun. Oh, I'm
1: sure. Yes.
0: I always feel bad for him, especially when he was younger. December was just an onslaught of presents between birthday and Christmas. And sometimes (laughs) we'd have different Christmases with different families and- I think, I remember one year, I think he was just getting tired of getting presents. It was just like- Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I'm good, I'm good. Oh, wow, I mean, a, that's hilarious. He's kind of a weird kid anyway, so. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, we have um one dog. So okay. he opens presents mm-hmm. and he knows which ones are his because they're stuffed animals. So they're wrapped in tissue paper and he can pretty much tell a box from a stuffed animal. So sometimes he grabs them a little early and we have to hide them until Christmas morning, but he definitely opens them on his own.
0: Yeah. My, my wife had a dog when she was growing up that she loved presents and it didn't matter if it's Christmas, birthdays, whatever. If you were opening a present, she would go crazy until you gave her something to open as well. (laughs) (laughs) So they would have to make sure to get wishbone uh, a little present or something. And and let her, yep. let her have her, her present. So she,
1: I feel that pain, yep. <laughs> but not pain. It's cute. Yeah, it's pretty cute. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. She was like, uh, I don't know. she's about this big. I mean, <laughs> she's a tiny little dog. And so you get her one of those chew bones and she's pretty good for the, for the. Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So since you, uh, I, I just had, had this thought pop in since you worked for Santa for a couple of years, uh, I know a lot of us, we like to, uh, watch christmas movies and things at this time of year uh do you have a, a a favorite santa on screen
1: Ooh, that's a good question probably the santa from elf yeah yeah he's a really he's kind of a grumpy santa or he seems a little intimidating mm-hmm. but the look of him is just so classic
0: ed asner that's his name yeah yes
1: yeah. yes i couldn't remember it yeah
0: but yeah yeah that's that's probably one of my favorites too yeah that that movie that that movie grew on me I I didn't like it at first and (laughs) oh really I I think it was just I never really cared for Will Ferrell but
1: oh well then yeah
0: (laughs) I love Jim Carrey so I don't know why you know I Mm. the the -the over-the-top obnoxiousness doesn't bother me it's (laughs) but I don't know anyway uh, my kids really loved it so after watching it with them a couple times I'm like wait this is actually really good and and yeah, he, he does a really great job uh, in there. So yeah, yeah. That's one of our favorites.
1: Yeah. One of mine, because obviously I'm an elf at heart. So mm. yes, I love that movie. Yep.
0: yep. I just, I just bought a sweatshirt that says world's tallest elf on it. So <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I was really excited to find that. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, all right. Well, I was going to, uh, let's see if I can stick to my notes now. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So what made you choose to write about Christmas? It sounds like you had some tie-in with, uh, with, with your dad and some family history there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Christmases were always a very special and happy time growing up. And my parents were both so great at fostering Christmas magic that I just wanted to share it. And Christmas always brought me hope every year. And I think part of the reason that it lasts throughout the year for me is because I love Jesus. And obviously we celebrate that he's born around Christmas time, but I hold that close to my heart throughout the year as well. And even through that, I see Jesus kind of mirrored in Santa. Mm -hmm. So Santa's like this larger than life character who literally his job is to spread love to children all over the world. And so I wanted to incorporate Santa into my book and that feeling of love and just Santa putting so much effort into hiding these clues for this family and curating this family moment of love and laughter and just excitement.
0: And and that's great. Just that idea that we can celebrate with both Santa and Jesus. Mm Yeah. (laughs) I have some friends who think they're Grinches I guess but you know Santa Santa <laughs> needs to stay far away from Christmas and all this mm-hmm. and, and I'm like well okay it's fun it's just a fun part of Christmas and yeah and, you know, it's you can bring it in without a problem I think but uh but you yeah, have the the message of Christmas of of love of redemption of of hope I mean it's such powerful themes that resonate uh with us
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I love hearing how different how people celebrate it differently and what traditions are meaningful to them, and uh, all that. And I love that you wrote this book out of, you know, family memories and Christmas memories of uh, from your past. I, I think those are the ones that really make a powerful, uh, a powerful story uh, when you, when you have that interest in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and whenever I told my dad that I had written this, it surprised me, but he teared up, and he was like, you know. I was just being goofy and doing the things that I thought would make you and your brother happy and have fun yet. Like he didn't realize how much of an impact it had on us. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, I I do all these things just to have fun. And I never know which ones are going to land and which ones aren't. And this one just happened to make a very big impact. So yeah.
0: Yeah. My, uh, my grandpa used to uh, dress up as Santa for us. And so we've (laughs) we've got pictures of sitting on his lap. But then, then my dad (laughs) He's he's been Santa off and on. He he's helped out at like different stores and things and has dressed up and uh so now they're looking at me to carry on the tradition, I guess. So well, yeah. You better <laughs> yeah. grow that beard out a little, right, longer. A little longer. The white's <laughs> coming in. I've got the Santa <laughs> Santa belly here. We're <laughs> We're good to go. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to be like the Santa Claus with uh, Tim Allen. What's another one of yes. my favorites in
1: Oh, yes. That one is so good. I'm going to
0: wake up and be like, oh, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> <What happened?" laughs> we have listeners with children who really love to, to read to them and, and all that. Do you have any favorite uh, Christmas books that are great to read aloud at Christmas time, uh, especially to uh, children, uh, younger children?
1: Yeah. So I actually recently looked through my old box of books that I used to read as a child and my parents used to read aloud to me. And some of them include, of course, the classic The Night Before Christmas. Um, But we had a pop-up version, which was really fun and kind of interactive because you got to see the different pieces stick out at you. Um, And then also Carl's Christmas, which is actually more of a picture book and there's only words in the beginning. And it's these parents leaving, I guess, to go Christmas shopping. And they tell this dog who looks like he's a really big black and brown dog. He kind of looks like a Rottweiler, but like a really nice Mm -hmm. one. And they tell him take care of the baby and then they leave. And then it's just this series of pictures of Carl taking the baby like Christmas shopping and taking the baby on all these adventures. And I really enjoy that one because as a child, you get to kind of create the story like there's not words that you're having to read you get to add your element of creativity and and put in the details there, Um, of course, the polar express. Mm-hmm. loved that one. Mm-hmm. And then I also really enjoyed this book called My Getting Ready for Christmas book, and it's more of a seek and find. So, you're finding Santa in different scenes, you're looking for different ornaments on a tree, and then the last page is all about different ways to give gifts and you're kind of naming them all. And so one is like someone's giving someone hot chocolate and then another person is giving birds bird seed and another person is giving a hug and it's really cute. It's all these different ways giving gifts um but i think overall i like the books that make children think and not just listen like i like the books that evoke creativity within them and where their participation is encouraged
0: yeah i can remember uh reading some like that uh, when they're real young and asking that they would ask questions about the pictures uh you know what's going on here and what's happening there and it just (laughs) fosters creativity yeah yes oh, okay. I love that and for some of the books you've read so much that you have memorized you know it's kind of a nice departure
1: <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so
0: I'm like, you tell me the story yeah my my middle son he he loved the the, the very hungry caterpillar uh, which isn't it
1: oh I love that one
0: it's not a Christmas one but it's a great one <laughs> we have we have a video of him reading it to his grandma but he didn't know how to read he had it memorized. Oh, so he would know what page, what the words were on each page. It is the cutest thing. So that is
1: adorable. Oh my gosh.
0: You're going to kill me for sharing all these stories, but <laughs> 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 I was trying to think of any, uh, I don't, and I couldn't really think of any Christmas books I would read to our kids that stuck out other than there's one, I think it's called bear stays up for Christmas. I think hmm. and it, it's, a. Uh, story of you know all the animal friends want bear to stay awake instead of hibernating so that he can see santa and it tells the story of him trying to stay awake and (laughs) he's so tired and he finally i think santa comes and finds him asleep or something i forget how the story goes now but it's uh my daughter loves bears so that was one of her favorites uh i can remember reading that but you know i don't i've actually never read the polar express what? Yeah, I know. I've only seen the movie. I, I haven't read the book. so.
1: Wow. It won't take you that long to read. I promise. Oh, oh I'm sure it won't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I It's one of those things. I There's a couple of like big Christmas things that everyone's done that I haven't done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I just missed it or what. Yeah. Yeah. That's why well,
1: I, I haven't watched. It's a wonderful life. Okay. So if that makes you feel better. It, it, a little bit. Yeah.
0: I, I watched it for the first time just a couple of years ago, uh, okay. like three or four years ago, I, you know, I had catch bits and pieces of it here and there, and I knew about it. I'm not a real big fan of older movies for me whatever, either. whatever reason. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I love older Christmas music, but the older mm-hmm. movies are harder for me. So, yeah,
0: I, I mean, for me, a lot of it is the way they act compared to like today's acting and, and sometimes even, uh, you know, the way women are portrayed i I just just Mm -hmm. really bothered
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good point
0: i i'm I'm a feminist i guess but
1: (laughs) i love it liking
0: you more and more art all right (laughs) (laughs) but but, but this was like uh, one my my wife had always watched at christmas time and so finally uh i'm like all right i'll sit down and watch it 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 wasn't bad so (laughs) it was it was pretty good um you know it's my like my grandpa's favorite movie of all time you know it it had a huge impact on him and um and I like the message and I like the story uh but it, it was like yeah I'll you know whatever <laughs>
1: yeah you can say you've watched it yep. but it probably won't be an every year thing right right yeah
0: I, I, I just lost half my audience now for that so <laughs>
1: <laughs> so sorry that's okay <laughs> um I
0: mean other like I, I haven't seen um This is for Halloween, but I haven't seen Hocus Pocus.
1: Okay. I've only seen it like once. I wasn't allowed to watch it as a child because my mom was like, they eat kids. You can't watch this. And I was like, okay. (laughs) It's not that scary though.
0: (laughs) And there's a couple other podcasters I know, like this is a cornerstone film in their life, you know, and and they can't believe I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) I I probably won't now just to, just to be a pest, but.
1: Right. (laughs) Makes you unique. You're standing
0: out. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Like, uh, A Christmas Story is another one that everyone really likes. And I know I've seen it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I just hate it. Like, oh, really? I, I actually
1: love that one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Someone challenged me. I need to rewatch it now as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it's been decades. If, like, I don't even remember, I remember sort of watching it and not liking it and, and stopping, like, leaving the room. And, you know, I was yeah. like, Seven or eight, and if the TV was on, if, if the TV was on, I was watching. I don't care what it was, and so for me to leave a movie, it must have been really bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, the way they portray Santa in that is not the best, so maybe that's part of it. You were like, I, think, I don't like this angry Santa. I,
0: I I really think that was the deal breaker because when I see clips of that part, I, I just get this visceral anger. Like, oh no, mm. that's not Santa. Come on, <laughs> get with the program, people. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's I, I I'm probably going to rewatch or watch it this this christmas time and give it a a fair shot so uh, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll we'll see if how, I, how it turns out but
1: it's worth it you should watch it again it's worth it
0: okay okay well that's, you're the second one to to tell me i need to do that so <laughs> <laughs> two people can't be wrong uh, right right <laughs> what makes Christmas special for you?
1: So my family is huge into traditions. Um, like we have to follow them or it's like not Christmas. Um, Mm -hmm. so some of them include like baking spritz cookies, which are like those shortbread cookies with a ton of sprinkles. And they come out of that cookie press with different shapes. Um, that's one that we do every year. We have a nativity, advent calendar that's like velcro that you put all the little like stuffed animal type things on and each year my brother and i put the last piece up together we hold each one of jesus's little hands and stick them up there um we have a birthday cake for jesus on christmas day on christmas eve we go to a midnight service at church which that didn't start until i was older because being young you can't stay up that late for christmas and then go all day so Um, but those are some special evenings because usually church is at 11 and everyone around you is singing Christmas carols and everyone is just in the moment. And then you leave wishing everyone Merry Christmas because it's midnight. Um, and then I think some of my favorite memories would be at both of my grandparents' houses. So on one side of the family, I have this grandmother who loves to hide money in our presents Mm. and whenever you open it, you never know if you're actually opening a present or if it's you're supposed to be searching for money. So for example, she'll put like socks or flashlights or little things in there. And you're like, okay, is this the present? Or should I be searching for money? I don't want to insult her and think that this is not the present. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's always chaos and like one of us always doesn't find enough money and so we have to go back through the bag of trash and find missing cash oh, no. um and then my other grandmothers this one is just very special because i have so many cousins and aunts and uncles on that side that whenever we get together it's just like being surrounded by so much family that it's chaotic but it's a beautiful chaos like. It's these people that I only get to see maybe once a year and growing up, I just had so many cousins that were around the same age and we were all hyped up on sugar, just all so excited and, and getting mm. to hang out together. And, and I just loved those memories of just being surrounded by family.
0: Have you ever done any or seen like a live nativity type thing?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, my church actually had one a few years ago and they had like live camels and sheep and everything. And that was really oh, cool. And like a real baby. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um uh, the town next to us, uh, we live in a small um uh, Iowa town. There's a couple of us all kind of squashed together. Uh but yeah, every year over Thanksgiving weekend they have a big Christmas kickoff and they have this live nativity that this year they're it's, I really had to laugh because this is classic small town uh Iowa, but they're like, This year we're going to have a live camel. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> a live camel. Uh, (laughs) right you're like well, we
1: don't get to see those around here (laughs) right yeah
0: uh but yeah it's really neat because they have all these different things and then at the end they have uh uh uh, mary and joseph people play mary and joseph and Mm -hmm. they uh and they kind of do a parade down main street and people can come and and join with them and then they go to where the uh, live nativity scene is at and uh, it's really neat uh and i I
1: love that with the parade that is so
0: cool yeah yeah. It's, it's, it's like, a, I don't know. It, it's really, it's really a neat, special thing that, especially, you know, being run by a city, even taking the time to acknowledge, uh, you know, Jesus and in the whole mm-hmm. reason for Christmas and having that be the, the center point of the town celebration. I think that's, that's really fantastic. Uh, so that's, that's something we're looking, I'm looking forward to this year. We we don't usually, we haven't got as often um last Mm -hmm. year of course everything was canceled so i'm I'm all right i'm looking to be out and about this year and (laughs) celebrating more uh there's there's a couple our our town does something then the town over does something we uh there's another place about 20 minutes from us that has a big uh big christmas to do and there's is neat because they have Santa fly in on a helicopter and What? <laughs> it's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> the ho- the hospital donates their um uh life flight helicopter and uh so they have a section of the town um closed off and you know there's usually a band playing and Christmas lights there's food and just everything's free uh just to come and and hang out and And then uh, right at the end, Santa comes in on a helicopter and and he turns, he does the uh, thing where he turns on all the town lights for, uh, Mm. for the Christmas lights. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's, then there's a place down at the park where um, Santa will be like on weekends where kids can come and meet him and, and uh, talk to him. So it's, it's a pretty big deal over there. So (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I've been to um, a light up the town event where there's all these Christmas lights and then mm-hmm. Santa like flips a switch and they all come on. And one had real reindeer, but they were pretty small. Mm. But that was really cool to see. I was like, whoa, real live reindeer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we went to one uh, near Des Moines uh, that uh, some years ago. And it, this was when a, a big shopping center just opened. So they wanted to really... Uh, you know, try to get their money back. <laughs> <Christmas> <laughs> they had this huge black Friday kickoff and everything. Uh, I think it was the week, like the weekend before. So they had some uh, guys into singing, They had the radio station was there, all this. And, uh, S- Santa came and, uh, he, he waved, his, he had a wand. And when he, he count, you know, count down from three and then this giant, um, firework thing just went shooting out across the uh there's like this little pond thing and hit the christmas tree and then all the lights came on and fireworks started going off and Whoa. It, was, it was crazy <laughs> and i have some video of that night of our kids when they were real little and just the the wonder on their face with the fireworks and all that it was like oh wow that's really that's special
1: <laughs> yeah i've never heard of that that is so amazing yeah
0: yeah they uh They really pulled out all the stops. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't get any of our money though.
1: Oh, darn. We
0: we were too poor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Glad that that was free though. Like that's incredible.
0: That's what we really liked was that, you know, they're hoping you come in and shop, but um, you know, just having something free to go to when, you know, kids were little, we didn't have a lot. So we always were on the lookout for the. Those Mm memory-making moments, you know, and And
1: those are more special, anyways. Yeah,
0: yeah. A few years ago, we were watching that video again, you know, and one of my kids were like, "Oh, Dad, that was so special. I want to have. I want Christmas this year to be just like that." You know, Mm
1: -hmm. like, "Oh, (laughs) great, (laughs) okay, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I'll try to recreate it." Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, Before you go, uh, would you be able to read a a little selection from your book?
1: Yes, I would love to. Okay, so this is already um, to a point where Santa has hidden the clues and they have already found their first clue. So it's kind of in the midst of the story. They're on the hunt and the characters are named after my brother and I. So they're actually Natalie and Ryan. All right, so here we Mm -hmm. go. Natalie opened her next clue from You Know Who. You found it. Wow. What a great start. You're on a roll, my friend, but now a real hurdle. The next one is like a shell game. Go look at your turtles. Natalie looked up from her clue into her mother's eyes. She noticed their sparkle too as she ran to the basement to go fetch her next clue. She went straight to their bowl sitting under a bright light. Merry Christmas, she said to the turtles as she grabbed the paper and made her ascent back up the flight. Her big brother was taking his time, studying each word like it had value of a nickel or maybe a dime. What an easy start. What a simple start. It's less science and more art, which brings me to a point. There's something you need to find in this joint. Perhaps it is edible, sweet, and delicious. Perhaps it is noted as scrum Maybe it's confusing to move your mental path, but let's get to it quickly and not do any math. You don't have to go far or get in a car, but you will need to search deep within a jar. Ryan stuffed the piece of paper in his pajama bottoms pocket as he dashed towards the kitchen like a space-driven rocket. He opened the cookie jar with ease and grabbed the first sprinkle-covered cookie. He gleefully shoved it in his mouth as he picked up the clue that was just beneath it, hiding like a mouse.
0: All right. Thank you. Uh, I, I love the reference to, to a turtle. because my son, <laughs> my son has a pet turtle, so.
1: Oh, <laughs> I still have them. Oh. I had them then. They're like 20 years old. Oh,
0: nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He just got it last year. So, um, yeah.
1: You, Is it small?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a box turtle okay. uh, kind of deal. So, yep. Uh, yep, yep. So I, 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 oh, I'm glad you read that section. Cause <laughs> 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 anyway, um, I, I, I love your story and I can't wait for people to, to get it and uh, read it to their kids. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, uh, Natalie, for uh, just reaching out and, uh, that you, we were able to make this work. So, Um, I guess before you go, any, any big plans for Christmas this year?
1: Well, we normally go to Bass Pro to see Santa, but I think this year we might try somewhere else where there's a big festival and cookies and milk and carols. So that's a big plan. And then also my brother just had his first child. So we will be traveling to visit them. So we'll be able to read the story eventually to their daughter. So that's going to be so exciting. Oh,
0: that's, that's great fun. Yeah. Is is he your older brother? Yeah, yep. he's older. Yeah, so he, he better be nice to you then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True, yes.
0: <laughs> I, I, I say that I, I pick on my sister too much. So
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we bickered like crazy, but we have a pretty good relationship now. So
0: <laughs> yeah, yep, same, same, yep. Uh she she's uh probably my the biggest fan of the podcast, too. So oh
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Natalie, thanks for coming on and I hope you have a Merry Christmas.
1: Thank you so much, Art. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, too.
0: Well, that's all for our show today. Stay tuned. Coming Thursday, we'll have stave two of A Christmas Carol, in which Scrooge meets the ghost of Christmas past. It's a great chapter, and I can't wait to read it to you. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, would love to have you uh, leave a rating and a review of the podcast. You can help support the show in a financial way. We've got an Etsy store, a TeePublic store for uh, cozy Christmas podcast t-shirts and other merchandise there. You can donate to ko The link is in the show notes. And if you do that, I'll send you out a cozy Christmas bookmark. Also coming up sometime probably this week or next, I'll have another uh, video episode of the Cozy Christmas Book Corner where I will give you a few more book recommendations from what I read in November. And uh, Grace and I might have a video or two we're going to post as well. So if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, you might want to do that as I'll be posting some original content on that channel over the next couple of weeks. Well, I hope you are getting your Christmas shopping done. You're decorating finished, you're planning your meal, all those good things that are coming for Christmas. So until next time, be kind to each other and do good. And remember that there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas.